Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, I'm Mark Watson. And I'm Michael Chakraverty. Welcome to Menkind. We talk to a fantastic range of guests about, well, masculinity. Where does it come from? What does it mean? And what is it? Basically. Every week we loosely, very loosely, sometimes very loosely talk about issues around maleness, gender identity, that sort of thing. What makes people people, really? Exactly. It's us again. This week, Sadia Azmat is also here. She is a brilliant, brilliant comedian and author. This is a very sexy episode. Yes, she is a comedian and author who's written a book about, to be fair, about sex from the point of view of a British Asian Muslim. But despite that, we were not fully prepared with how much of the episode she spent in some way soliciting, to use her word, cock. Yeah, and dick. And dick. She, she did use Actually, both. she mostly said dick rather than cock. It but started she... with dick and then moved to cock, I think. Anyway, if you don't want to hear about penises, this maybe isn't an episode for you. <laughs> but I don't know how many people are in that situation. <laughs> it does get fairly explicit, though. So maybe, like, remove children from your immediate area. Yeah, and I think that's good advice generally for mankind, actually. Yeah. And maybe just for life. Yeah. Hi everyone, I'm Matt Watson, and to my left is... Michael Chakraverty. Very good, Michael. No, thank you. I learned that myself. Yeah, no, that, was, that was really... Imp- well, you, you sometimes struggle for confidence at the start of an episode. I don't I like that was start. pretty smooth. I get, I I get performance don't. anxiety about beginning. And so uh, it falls to me again to introduce our guest, who today is Sadia Asmat. Hello, Sadia. Hi. So who's good at the endings? Well, we, we don't ever end it properly, really. Oh, so it's what a we tend point. to do is we, <laughs> as a spoiler, we're going to ask you to like tell everyone when they can find you. Oh. And then that just ends it there. Okay. Yeah. Generally, we, the guest does the ending, really. You do the you do the intro, I sit here, yeah. and then the guest does the ending. Yeah, you do some nice bits in the middle oh, sometimes. Thank you, but, um, thank you I appreciate <laughs> it. But what normally happens is we, we end up thanking the guest again and again and <laughs> saying how great it was. And, and eventually the editors just stop. It's <laughs> yeah, normally about five or six endings and then it just peters out. Yeah. Um, so how would you describe yourself, Sadia, to people who might not know who you are? Oh, okay. Sorry. That was a really... Or just like in general. My chakras are aligned today. No, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, many things. I'm like you guys, really. Uh, like we're a bit of everything, I would say. So I'm a comedian. I'm a writer. And uh, yeah, talk a lot. Talk a lot. And you've written a book uh, yeah. specifically, which, well, this is how I started thinking about you as a potential good guest. The uh, oh, well, I'll, thank you. I'll let you introduce the, the book, actually. Okay, it's called Sex Bomb, The Life and Loves of an Asian Babe. Uh, I won't tell you how the second part of that started, but I, I mean, I thought it was a funny joke title because it feels as though sex sometimes feels like a bit of a problem for people to talk about, especially for my community. Um, and I think it's funny. 
I think it's funny that we struggle with that. And I wanted to be like, okay, look, you have a whole bunch of preconceptions about sex and people from my culture, and like it's all a bit of a sex bomb. We so should say where your what your culture is. Yes, so I'm British Asian, but my family is yeah from India. So we're in India, out of interest. We're in Delhi. India, we're in Delhi, sure. My yeah. family's Kolkata based. Like, oh, cool. Uh, so I was, we were. Bengali, essentially. We kind oh, of moved really? from partition, moved everyone into Kolkata vibes. That's where my family's from. Oh, yeah. have you been back recently? Uh, not not very recently, uh, in the last couple of years. Although, like, I went back on my own without my family about oh, four years ago, and <laughs> I have anxiety and flying into Mumbai. <laughs> oh, my so word. So busy, right? <laughs> it's really quite lively. Because when I was with my parents, like, they kind of just do it and you just kind of follow along blindly. Oh, I see. Um, the travel got you. Oh, it was, you like, it was wild. It was, I was, it was, it was like, I just forgotten that the, the culture is so different there and it doesn't sound like mumbai is the most relaxing place no but do you know what it's really relaxing once you kind of surrender right yeah you just were you go... anxious about trying to get into a bollywood movie <laughs> that was the that was the goal <laughs> and sadly didn't, didn't manage to achieve it no we managed to get there and we were we were we were i was about to say catfish but we were like sold at airbnb and we went there and it was not oh the thing you didn't see that coming well famously <laughs> no that's, <sad. laughs> that's oh the white God. part of me isn't it oh yeah 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 you're like oh they'll be fine their name is they just asked us to give them the whole money right like, genuinely without any sign agreement oh no yeah I'm oh, that guy. but then I get, uh, famously Indian families have cousins everywhere so I just called a cousin and they were like we'll sort you out here's where you're gonna stay here's what we're Aww. gonna do and they sorted me out but yeah with, with anxiety like uh, going to India I found actually you just kind of go we're going to just go with what's happening today. And if it takes us a bit longer to get there, sure, fine. If we do this, we do that. And it was so much... Yeah, I can imagine that it was, being there was almost adjustment to make. Yeah. Almost more fun just kind of going with it for me. Was the food amazing? Yeah, yeah. Have you been back recently? No, but I don't want to get arranged marriage. So, like, sure. I'm staying We're here. staying here. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. love London. I'd love cock, but just not arranged cock, you know, so... <laughs> I thought you'd have the right tone for the podcast. <laughs> um, title of it, Arranged Cock. Yes, there Michael sometimes likes arranged cock and <laughs> unarranged. Depends, <laughs> depends on the day. Depends on the day. Depends which apps you've used. <laughs> but yeah, this is the thing. Your specific relationship with masculinity is not something we've really ever talked about in the podcast, which is, for a start, you come from a tradition where I love the roles men. of men and women are seen quite differently from what most of us grew up with, I think. And this is what the book is about. Yes, it's not about not loving men, but it well, it's, yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, personally, I do think I have a very unique relationship uh, with the world and including mm. men. And I think, obviously, to know me is to love me. No, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> People. I wish we could talk about that. <laughs> we can't. Yeah, I know. I'm here to kind of loosen up the vibes a little bit because it's gotten a lot miserable, you know, yeah. and we already know that in comedy, you know, things are already a little bit. We're trying to bring the joy and they're making our lives harder, guys. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, look. Well, then maybe if everyone was really joyous, we'd have a. Uh, there'd be no need. It's for not us, my like. sense of humour, the complete joyness. Yeah, I like yeah. dark, but it's gotten very dark. Yeah, but there's more need for comedians than ever. So I suppose it's a sort of double-edged sword, isn't it? Yeah, but I, I agree with you. I'd rather society was just nicer. Yes. <laughs> anyway, carry on. So I love cock. <laughs> yes, back to that. Can't, can't get any. Can't. And that's a funny situation to be in. It's funny for a while, and it's not funny anymore. Sure. But it's um, that's my whole POV. And I <laughs> wanted to talk about it in my book, Sex Bomb, uh, to see, you know, to talk about the, f the reality that, you know, we do need each other. You know, there's mm. a lot of popularity in bashing men. And not always wrong, but, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Arguably quite correct most of the time. I can't, you know, I, I try to be uh, fair. And I think if the same thing was happening to women, I'd have a problem with it. So I don't want to jump on the, you know, mm. anti-men train. All I'm saying is 
I would love some cock. No, um, what I'm saying... I mean, saying that is becoming really clear. <laughs> this is an advert. Tinder doesn't work anymore, so now we're trying to We are recording this at 11.30 a.m., guys. Um, no, so it's basically... I feel like a lot of people judge me by my looks because I wear a headscarf, I'm Muslim, and so I'm not supposed to, you know want cock um, no I'm not supposed to be myself I don't know look well, your, your book is interesting about this because it's like it, it feels as if you didn't grow up with a uh, with a radar for what wanting cock would even mean right? which is a lot of people but for you because <laughs> that language that mental it's not language it's that mentality just yeah. is, is so distant from what you grew up with right? yeah and so look that I guess dick wanting dick it you know there's whole things attached to it. It's not you just want that you mm. want the nice stuff attached to that. Mm -hmm. That's yes. the thing I want the most mm. because I can't have it. But yeah, I I feel like what I'm writing about is experiences that we're not allowed to talk about. So you're only allowed to see Asian women or brown women or Muslim women as repressed or very very one dimensional, mm -hmm. as very homely, as very uh, kind of bland and mm. we're so much more but you're not allowed to see that or we're not allowed to celebrate that so I really wanted to I thought it was so important because for so long my narrative has been um spoken on my behalf mm -hmm. that I'm like all of these weird things that I don't relate to at all and then when I do stand up so many Asian women come up afterwards and they're like we're really horny too <laughs> <laughs> your book starts with this sort of formative moment where you saw a, like a porn magazine yeah. in a shop with a like, heavily sexualized Asian woman yeah. on the cover and had this experience of thinking, well, hang on, are we allowed to do that? And yeah. What is that? Because we never learned about that. So basically, I talk about the magazine Asian Babes right. and obviously RIP Asian Babes. Uh, <laughs> it was a really, it had its moment. I never even knew about it till it was gone. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know about it, Mark? Not, well, I, I, I'm I, sure a lot of your friends did. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying I didn't have any subscribers in my uh, circle, but yeah. <laughs> so, but the thing is, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was interesting. It was so revelatory to see that because I think you, if you can't see it, then you don't even know it, right? You can't be it. Yeah. You can't be it. Not that I'm trying to be a porn star, guys, but. But you could be. Uh, I could be. be. One way of getting a lot more dick. Well, in a way. Well, you and get paid at the same time. Yeah. Um, in fact, we had a we had a porn we've had, we had various sex workers on. Yeah. Oh, were yeah, they yeah. fun? Because I've interviewed one before. Very boring. Oh no, Lean was fun. He was fun, and he was fairly oh, open about he? his penis. He was a he. Yeah. yeah. We've not had a female porn star on. Not no, yet. But, uh, you never say never with okay. this podcast. Okay. Te I tend I well, in my line of work I don't tend to ha have so contact with many. What was his erection stories like? Oh, um, there were some. Oh, don't worry about he that. He found it hard. I'm going to listen to well, that not episode. Hard, it wasn't hard. <laughs> that was the problem. Yeah, it wasn't hard to mm. get it up? No, it, it, it well, wasn't he, hard. He, he wasn't getting it up was the issue. Well, I think he normally had... He was normally actually fine with it, but then there was a horrifying anxiety story about having he'd got, gone to a different league and he's now doing this huge shoot in front of a mm. live audience with a crew and everything. It's not just getting a up, live it's keeping audience. it up. Well, no, a studio. A, a, a studio. Ah, audience. That's yeah, an like idea. A studio audience. Live, live porn. Like yeah. Trisha Goddard, but like a sex show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's the, it's the keeping it up is all the like camera resets and the and it's a long, about It's a long day. Hours and hours of it. Yeah. Was he, I mean, my heart for the poor guy, my heart bleeds. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, what? <laughs> What <laughs> problems does this guy have? Just needs a hug. <laughs> yeah. But you don't get a lot of that in porn. They go straight to the hard did stuff. Did he take the V? What do you mean take the V? Viagra? Yeah. I, th I, think oh. he, he, I think in the end they just sort of... Do you know what? I don't think he, I don't think he said. You could, apparently you can tell because from the neck upwards goes really red. That means you know uh, when I'm you're sure taking the V I'm sure you probably could not. tell. So well, yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> 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 anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Uh, yeah, well, what we were saying was you, you grew up not having almost basically any archetypes of sexualized Asian women, well, women that yeah. look like, yeah. And also, like, yeah, I guess you don't see yourself represented. So I do talk about that early on in the book that, you know, you don't you see like Western connotations and, and portrayals of love and you don't see anything else. And so those are, you know, the people that you root for and you kind of then, I suppose, are left to figure it out yourself. Mm -hmm. And I still kind of don't feel like I belong on the dating scene at all. Mm. So it's like very strange. People probably think, you know, I should be married. I'm not or that, you know, you should be dating or that you should have it figured out I, I really don't like apps like they really creep me out I just mm. don't I've never wanted to be on them they just feel very uh I don't know like it is kind of like an Argos catalog isn't it <laughs> it's almost like an arranged marriage type of thing where you're trying to arrange something but it doesn't feel very lovely or romantic or, mm. or kind of I don't know organic I mm. suppose so mm. I yeah it's just any anyway I'm still in a better place than I was before. It's a work in progress. Yes. Yeah. Has your relationship to it changed after you kind of you wrote and published the book and kind of became more outspoken about this sort of thing? Or have you always been outspoken? Yeah, I suppose with stand-up, like you get to kind of exercise a lot of those demons. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've like I feel like it is cathartic in that sense to be able to kind of talk about it and people laugh back and then mm. you kind of realise that, you know, it's a, a shared struggle and there's the problem is that we're not really allowed to talk with one another anymore. It mm. always feels like we're fighting, like the yeah. genders or that there needs to be some sort of blame attached and there's a little bit of a lack of understanding. So just to have like, that's what comedy is. Do you get to have that space where you can kind of like bash things out? Mm -hmm. um, whereas I think in real life, like there's apologies, you have to feel really like, and, and not around me, but like it just feels like, I don't know what's happened over the last few years. Okay, I do know what's happened, but like the whole culmination of whatever, all the different kind of hashtags and this, that, and the other isms, all kind of in the last few years, it's like rather than working with one another and our differences and accepting them and knowing that we need one another to kind of continue, it's just awkward, passable kind of exchanges, like, but you're not, no meaningful interactions or, uh, you know, people, I don't want to have a conversation with someone who, he's feeling guilty about something or is, yeah, he just can't ask me a question because he doesn't want um, to look a certain way. Or to offend, perhaps. Yeah, just, you know, to be so over-apologetic. Like, mm. we, sh we have to, we, we're always going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. We are. Do you think it's better to kind of be able to speak how you feel, speak what you think, and if that's, if that does cause offence or if that does make somebody feel a certain type of way, just kind of bash it out, as you say there? As much as possible. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, I think... 90 percent mm -hmm. yeah? yeah because there's good some point where you know you should try to regulate yourself a little bit sure. but in the in the best scenario i'd prefer that route where people are being comfortable in their own selves mm. and then the other person can make an informed decision as well not everybody knows everything and so no. we i think we're living in a very strange time where we're expecting everybody to know everything but mm. like if if they haven't met asian women or they don't know us and they've only kind of gone by what they've been taught on TV and stuff, mm. then um, they will have some questions. And yes, the challenge on that is that we're, we're not here to educate uh, everybody, etc. But like, in order to have meaningful relationships, you're going to have to kind of like grow together. And part of that growing isn't always going to be like, you know, the fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like dick. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, we've not mentioned it for like it's five minutes. Been, <laughs> it's been a long time, guys. Yeah. I heard this was men kind, so, you know, <laughs> we'll be kind, get, guys. We'll get back on to men, I suppose, <laughs> at least. Um, we often ask people what you think of when you think of masculinity, instinctively. 
But in your case, uh, well, um, we still are asking that, but I think I'm interested in in that, but through the, the prism of you know Muslim upbringing and stuff. What, what do you think the ideas are that you have about masculinity or grew up with or whatever as a result of the stuff you were taught or heard? So with masculinity, I feel like it's... Well, I think femininity is very obvious and mm. I think masculinity isn't portrayed very overtly and so it's very subtle. It's v- that's my opinion. So I would say that I I don't hate the patriarchy, basically, and there's so many people that do and I don't know if it's because I'm not even in the league to hate the patriarchy because of my social status as a Muslim woman being very low down in the social ladder. I don't perceive myself to be low down, but in the spectrum, I'm on like one end, yeah. very, very away. So I don't know if that, there's that aspect to it. But like you don't even get to hate the patriarchy because you don't have the sort of foothold. Maybe, maybe that's the thing. I don't know, but I don't hate them, even though I have an awareness of the concept of them. Uh I don't even know how helpful it is to hate them. And I think it kind of like is it kind of helps people who should be hated or at least held to account. Get, you know, it kind of gets them off the hook because we're all hating this kind of theme <laughs> rather than doing something about the actual problems. They're so separate things, aren't they? Like hating and holding to account, I think, are, are, are separate. Yeah, I think it's just like sometimes people want a cool accessory. It's mm-hmm. like hate the patriarchy. It's really like fashionable, trendy. Mm. Like what are you really achieving with your life? And like, you know, it's just so empty. Mm. Uh, in, in some senses, a lot of feminists are going to hate me right now. <laughs> but um, I just don't feel it's very... Like I just think we need to be more specific um, and especially like just what I really think is we should kind of um, speak for ourselves and some of these isms like feminism they want us to all be united when we all have very different kind of perspectives and stuff so it's not very you know intersectional sometimes or um, representative or whatever 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 right so I think for me it's important that we should like you you carry what you can carry don't expect other people to carry your values and beliefs and stuff like you could be from a very well off or you, you may not I don't know your mental health may not be very good so you may not be on this wavelength of it and stuff like that so I think it's very dangerous when we try to have a catch-all or speak for everybody that's like problematic I think going back to Mark's question (laughs) so masculinity links adverts aftershave Links adverts. Yeah, like smelling nice. Uh, what else? Well, that's, yeah. that's two things I heard at the same time. <laughs> Links adverts and smelling yeah, nice. Aftershave, <laughs> 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 sorry. Please. Huh? How old are you? Because 30s. Yeah, the amount that Links has just like hung in there as a thing that <laughs> men are meant to write is extraordinary. I would have thought when I was Links Africa is. It's, it's amazing. There's Abhorrent. St- yeah, right. And yet. <laughs> the teenage boy is like using it like aftershave. Oh. Yeah, but, but yeah, you would have thought that was something... Would have been something that had come and gone. The, for the fact that all of us still it's understand. Not a lot like, for men. Yeah, no, so that's you're why right. you've got that. Link's I feel for you guys. I really uh, do. They conned a generation of teenage boys into thinking this is the same because as they're, because they're yeah. adverts where you would spray links and then yeah. suddenly all these girls would be would all over <laughs> you. Yeah, and even though as a boy. You, of about 18, you can see with your own eyes that isn't what happens when you spray links. It's <laughs> Honestly, if I, the trope remains. if I walk into a boy's bedroom and there's a kind of links Africa, I will leave that bedroom again. Oh, I, I, don't. <laughs> I will not be sleeping with a grown man who uses links. Uh, now, I does, would. Does that happen? Would, <laughs> <laughs> we know you would, Sad, yeah. We, we're talking about Vietnam. discerning people. Have you, have you tried the new links Vietnam? <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't be much worse, probably. But is it a thing that, that grown, like you would go back to potentially sleep with someone and they've got links in the, in the bedroom? I felt like it, well, I felt like about twenty-one would be the cut. Not to like, <laughs> not to generalize, but I think the queer community has moved past Links Africa sure, generally. Sure, so most yeah. most 
queer people. I, do you know what? I'm going to go out on record and say most queer people do not use Links Africa. <laughs> and I've said it here first. Oh and God. obviously, get in touch with us by all means to, to, if Michael's wrong. If any of the themes of this podcast have affected you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, your, your point is certain, certain things like um, from advertising. A from lot of, I'm just going to, I didn't want to share, but I'm going to share, guys, because I feel I feel like I can. Oh yeah, <laughs> a lot of Michael, a almost. lot of Michael Douglas, right? right. A lot of <laughs> no, I'm not going more. There was a lot of him in uh, whatever the portrayal of male, male. You know, like he was right. a real protagonist. Mm. Um, and the other thing that I thought <laughs> I have to share is that WWF wrestling. Yeah, that's sure. my. You How know, do you feel about wrestling? I don't hate it, but I I, I feel like oh, okay. I, I want to be fun, guys. I'm a fun person. No, <laughs> I think I think it's more than just the wrestling. That's what it is. It's as more in, as in like it's a lot of uh, you know entertainment behind it and yeah. stuff like that. I don't think it's like oh, it's not real. Yeah, it's Love Island, but in a wrestling. Yeah, room. but then exactly. That's how they introduced then, the, the barracks, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the problem is that it's not like you know you're very honest, but it's not portrayed as that. So you're no. you're brought into this whole <gasps> rivalry and all of this stuff. So yeah, again, I think that was quite a hyper hyper masculinity mm. and very. Uh, very, I don't know, dramatized version of being a man. It's quite tragic, really, if you think about it, though, because there are lots of young, impressionable men and, and women and anybody, really, but specifically men who are watching this being like, oh, yeah, that's what being a man is. And it's so constructed, like yeah. it's so not real. And so many people can see that, but then so many people can't. In slightly the same way as porn, actually. Well, yeah, porn. very much. Like, it's a strange thing to be aspirational because it's literally not true. outside the realm of what yeah. could ever be your the life. Thing yeah. I think that is great about porn is, um, <laughs> not that I watch it often anymore or at all. You don't need to caveat any of this. I so. don't know. <laughs> it's on my phone, no, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> but I feel like this is so... F the okay, let's compare porn notes. That's a good idea. Okay. I, so the Finally, mankind has come to this. <laughs> What I watched is like was a very loving, like it was always underlined that the hardcore sex was always underpinned with really like there was feelings attached. Mm. Maybe it was American porn. It was like very uh, idealized, romanticized. But I'm sure it's different to what you've seen well, or what really you interesting, know. Because I watch gay porn and I, d I don't like that's that's my thing. Sure. Um, but when I was younger. I would watch uh, on I think it was on Pornhub or something. Yeah. I would watch the I would go to the category called female friendly. Okay. Because it's it's shot differently. Like right. it's shot from a different perspective. It's shot not just like on the woman's face or like whatever. It's it's shot about like the whole concept of what's happening, right? Like and ah. it's it's not like it's not yeah. like there's a storyline or sometimes sometimes they like, oh, I don't know. This they can't pay for the pizza, so what will they do? <laughs> um, <laughs> Generous to call it a storyline. <laughs> but, but, but there's a humanity to but there's it. A, there's, a, there's a sense of connection, right? But there. for me, there was too much. <laughs> too much connection. I'm trying to watch porn, guys. Eh? <laughs> yeah, this What's is boring. You feel? If I yeah. don't watch Sweet Valley Highs right now... I care about this pizza shit. I don't shit. care about the leaky yeah. faucet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care how you pay for the pizza. Get it, it in. It was almost like the sex was a secondary thing to the actual storyline. I'm like, I'm not watching this for the storyline. It, it wasn't the storyline. It was more just like it was shot through the female gaze, which right. was a different... Perspective, but I, I think. think that we lost out on good porn because of that. You you wanted yeah. humiliation. No, <laughs> but it was sorry. Go well, on. Well, this, I mean, the thing is, I mean, this reminds me again a bit of your book, right? You you grew up with these with these sexual desires, which you didn't fully, which you couldn't fully name, didn't we? Really quite know what they were, and but you also 
the, the idea of love and marriage and relationships that you were being sold was very specifically, or quite specifically Asian stroke Muslim one, right, i.e. you need to find a man, yeah. you need to make him happy, you need to have a... You, you talk about how your mum and dad didn't really have that relationship, but you knew nothing outside it. So, yeah, I think you're an, you're an unusual, an interesting guest for us because you um you had all of the the sexual needs that mm. all of us grew up with, but you, you didn't really have the, the language or the metrics because at the same... Like, it feels as if every example of a relationship, even a sex relationship that you grew up seeing, was so far away from this world of porn or, yes. or even sex being fun, right? Yeah. It was there were no fun, no fun. Yeah. And so that's... I just want fun. Yeah. But <laughs> how do you... How did you feel as you started to realise that and yet you still had this model of the of the Muslim marriage to work around? I don't know. Um, in terms of... I feel like I never wanted to lie to myself. That was my vibes in my early 20s. Like, don't lie to yourself, be real. <laughs> so I knew... They're still saying that, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think there's an app called Be Real, actually. Let's there is one. I've heard oh, of this. I've heard that? of it. Yeah. Do you have Be Real? I'm not I do even have Be there. Real. It's is quite it? fun. I feel like I'm real on Instagram, though, so that's why I'm not oh, on, I'm like, the other much. one. I find Instagram overwhelming, so... Be Real just takes a photo of you every day, is it? Or something, well, it, it or doesn't... You, you, you have to put, like, a... Yeah. You have to put a genuine one. It's not, like, a posy one. Yes, Like, it's, like, take a photo right now, whatever you're doing. Yes, right. So it's a sort of Instagram, but with full disclosure kind of situation. Except you still choose the moment. It's more like Snapchat. I could potentially be without hijab, and that would be very, very, very wrong. And they just be on be real. Be real, but not that real. Yeah, yeah. Be real from the neck down, guys. Would you do that? On be real? Anywhere. How would you feel about posting pictures like that? I w I've heard some girls who wear hijab, like sometimes they like send nudes to guys, like their nudes are from the neck up. Yeah. I don't really, like to be honest with you, I don't think yeah, the hair is the sexiest part of my body, really. Yeah. I would probably want to send something else if I really liked him, but, but there's a joke you in your There's a joke in your book about, well, it's yeah. not exactly a joke, is there, but the thing in the book about... The four bases, as in getting to third base, getting to fourth base, and then what they are with an Islamic slang. Yes. And one of them is just like seeing the hair. <laughs> right. yeah. Eye contact. <laughs> this is getting serious, guys. And these, are, these are jokes which you hear Western, we well, used to hear loads of like f vaguely Islamophobic comedy like this by white men, but it's very, very rare to hear a Muslim woman talk about it herself. Yeah, mm. but the thing is, is that where you joke, as you know, it's not a diss. And mm. I think we've become so sensitive about offence now. And I think talking about something is so important and you're allowed to interpret it. You're allowed to be offended, but we're not even allowed to talk about things anymore. Mm. And like, I wouldn't mind those types of stupid, like obviously not Boris Johnson talking about postbox and stuff mm. like that, but he's a politician, but like regular people not understanding things. And like, I don't know where we are anymore because with nobody's able to say anything. Mm. And that's really like um, a strange space to be in mm. to answer your question i would love to tell you everything's okay mark it's oh, we're not religious in that <laughs> <laughs> that's not what mankind well, is you won't be disappointed though mark no um <laughs> I, think I don't think we've ever had a guest who said yeah everything's great <laughs> <laughs> quite um, a quick podcast really. <laughs> it's um i don't know i didn't want to lie to myself and i i knew that i couldn't conform to being like this perfect person mm. in a arranged marriage with somebody who I, I always was really freaked out because I was like okay the first time you're going to sleep with them 
is the first time you met them. Like, mm. obviously, I was really, really scared because I was like five years old. I was like, ah, I don't want to mm. do this. Um, and it was like, you do get to know them a little bit beforehand in arranged marriages and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't judge. If people want to do that, great. But I just didn't want to do that because I didn't feel like I understood anything and had like, I just didn't understand it or felt that any of this made sense. Like, how are you going to meet somebody and then spend the rest of your life with them and you don't even know them? So that didn't, that felt very alien to me. I'm born in, you know, London. This is completely foreign to me. And then the love thing, like, that's completely crazy as well because, like, guys don't approach me. Like, I'm a good friend. People want to talk to me and ask me advice about their relationships. I'm great, by the way. I'm a great person to help uh, other people. It's a nightmare being that person, right? Yes. And so guys like, yeah, and they don't, you guys can correct me, but I don't think guys like pick up hijabis. So then well, I, I, I famously don't no, generally. Of course. No, from your, you know, but yeah, your no, knowledge, I see. right? I guys are not looking. True. Huh? I think it's probably true. But because it's hard work picking up a woman and then it's harder work to pick up a hijabi. Why would you go the harder route? You may as well just pick up whatever you can get, mm. which you can get a lot compared to like the harder work. Yeah, I, and I suppose it's, that's the thing. The, the obstacle is not what the hijab looks like or, or what, it, and again, you do touch on this in your book, it's that as a man outside that tradition, for a start, you're thinking, well, what am I getting into? What is expected of me here? Yes. Yeah. Do I have to do jihad? <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I, 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 I wouldn't assume I had to do I that know. unless I was very <laughs> specifically <laughs> instructed. I, 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 I watched him clench then. I'm not, <laughs> well, not going to lie, loving me is a lot harder than jihad. <laughs> you reckon? <laughs> just, yeah. just to put that out there, guys. I think I'd still rather take on the love task <laughs> than the, uh, the suicide bombing <laughs> task. But, but it has <laughs> come to it's come to represent... Yeah, uh, where, where it, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think it, it represents modesty <laughs> in a certain sense. <laughs> but like it's come to represent conservative values, which it doesn't necessarily match the person that's wearing the hijab. Is yeah, you talked about this accurate? in the book, right? The way it was co-opted to mean all sorts of things, yes, especially post-9-11. Oh God, quoting the fucking book. I love you, Mark. I, I've, uh, <laughs> this is... Very to be good. clear to the listener, I have yeah. bought it. It's Five just currently points. in my neighbour's house. <laughs> <laughs> I've either got, um, I either genuinely engaged with the book or I've just got outstanding bluffing abilities. Or well, you have yeah. someone's feeding you. Know, <laughs> 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 we can't rule out any piece. Behind this curtain, there's someone with the book and they're just like reading out yeah. quotes. <laughs> so, hijab. Hijab, yes. I think we're in a place where we can't ask questions about it and you're presumed to be able to, you have to know everything about it. You probably don't because why would you? But you can't ask anything about it and then you just have to accept something like that. That is probably um, rare in your world and so that's difficult for you guys and for us it's like we are people but if you can't, it's the elephant in the room. If you can't even, like, you don't know what to do around it, then it's going to be the centre of attention and then mm. the whole person behind it or underneath is just uh, secondary. Absolutely, yeah. Why do you wear your hijab? What's your... I never stopped wearing it. I started wearing it when I was 19 and I just kept wearing it. And, yeah, it's, a rela- it's the longest relationship I've ever had. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it's kind of meant different things. So obviously, there's a religious aspect to it. Mm-hmm. And I think taking it off would please some people and I don't want to please those people. Mm. So it's a bit stubborn, a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, but it is... I shouldn't have to wear it because of those reasons. No, but yeah, no. but it's invested in an enormous amount of significance that, as you say, doesn't necessarily go along with what you actually feel about it, right? It's Not all the time. Like Not all the time. It's beautiful what you just said about how it represents modesty and stuff, but, you know... <laughs> <laughs> From the neck up. <laughs> Well, this brings us back. Actually, We're trying. To, like, <laughs> My hands are very modest. <laughs> <laughs> For now. 
how, how do you do you feel? I mean, there's obviously there's got to be there always will have been loads of young Muslims with your with this mentality, right? With this mindset. Do you think it's changing? Like the the world you talk about in the book is a, a world where uh, arranged marriages take place, where uh, a very specific set of expectations involve you finding the right man, or not even finding having found for him. Is all like what's the what's the the climate like now between young I do Asian think, women and this these faith traditions? I do think things are changing. I think that like a lot of people in this country are very afraid and and over their reaction is too much. Like every arranged marriage is a forced marriage. <laughs> it's not that. So there's like a lack of understanding on yeah. that part of things. I think Tinder's done done a lot of work and all of these apps like Muzmatch or whatever the Asian ones, um, where you know, arranged marriages are, they have a place, but not the pressure that they used to because a lot of people have internet, right? So mm. people are just talking to, you know, people that they're interested in off their own back. And so, you know, I guess, I don't think it's ever been as bad as we've probably feared, but we're always scared of the unknown. And, uh, you know, you see a lot of pretty hijabis you know, to the camera. So it's like, there's so much diversity within diversity. And I hate talking about diversity, as you can imagine. But like, there is so much di difference in like the spectrum of hijabis. And we can't, That that's very different to when I was growing up where you would just see the uh, ninja hijabis. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You can't laugh, it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> how do you think? It you was think the way that you kind of looked at both of us in the eyes. <laughs> yeah. Like, how are you going to respond? <laughs> yeah. Mark is like, fuck off, Sadia. <laughs> <laughs> how do you think Muslim men see themselves? I mean, it's a massive generalization, but again, do you think that if you're a Muslim man our age, you were sort of. It must be different from, from what it has been like for most of the history of for most of the generations? Yeah, I mean, hmm, that's a really good question. Oh. Sometimes someone says that to either me or Michael, and we're always <laughs> pretty pleased, pleased with ourselves. Yeah. Aren't I don't really, yeah. I, that, that's, it's actually showed me something about myself, is that I don't think I've given it much thought. I mean, it's a massive question. It's not as if there's an easy answer. I'm just interested because, yeah, people outside these community like of Islam, to, or any community, any faith community, tend to make enormous generalizations about how these people behave, but we're talking about like a billion people or whatever, so you know. Yes. And uh, if you could speak on behalf of all of them, yeah. that would be really <laughs> helpful. Sure, sure. <laughs> Let's do that before the porn starts. Um, what is <laughs> what is your favourite genre? Anyway, we'll come back to that. <laughs> we pinned it. With it, <laughs> with like, okay, so I don't know, this is such a huge tangent, but like, we never really talked about divorce growing up as well. And in Asian community marriage is huge it's very very important it's like it defines you mm. and then and then like basically what i realized is that the uptake in divorce the spike in divorce is huge mm. and so i feel like to answer part of your question mark but not all of it because it is quite uh, an important question is that i think a lot of men are probably trying to change and they have it a little bit easier in that they can quickly get arranged, uh, remarried, basically. Mm -hmm. They have no problems. I know a lot of people who get divorced, men, uh, Asian men who get divorced, and then like two weeks later, they're getting remarried. And I'm like, Ooh. you're really ticking that box. <laughs> um, two weeks later, is it? That's, I mean, that's normally seen as a bit hasty. It's, it, it could be even um, one month or two months after a divorce is, wow, it's like a lot. So I feel like 
they're doing better and okay. Maybe they're a bit lost, but I think it's easier for them to kind of find their way in a way. But, but everyone has struggles and it's really not fair for me to generalize. And mm. I'm just really, really being very high level. Um, and I could be really wrong about some of the, the depth in what I'm saying. But my thing would be is that they have a lot less of the pressure. So if an Asian woman, like if her husband passed away or, you know, goes to jihad, um, if, <laughs> if I don't know, Muslim women, like Asian women, we're, we're obviously left carrying a lot more. And I suppose I should be looking at it from both perspectives. I don't know if that helps your question at all. No, it, it is interesting. Well, you about only really have your own perspective, to be fair. Yeah. But it's interesting about the expectation and the fact that the woman seems to be the person that's made to kind of feel almost like the emotional guilt or the weight of it where the man's being sort of let loose as it were to kind of go in is that is that accurate what it is is there's less i say this in the book there's less men than women so mm -hmm. women need a man but there is less of them so they got more choice mm. and so that's the other right, it's, an, right it's a the numbers game yeah and so they like they don't have to try do too hard mm. and like they're going to be okay. Hopefully, I do want them to be okay. Obviously, it doesn't help that society is attacking all men right now. Sure. And I'm really not on that train at all. But just calling it as I see it is that they have, um, they have a standing um, in society automatically that women have to earn. And it's hard to earn that. And I think um, especially when there's a lot of critique against you. And mm. so like if... I'm seen talking to two men on a podcast. I'm a hoe, but like, ah. you know, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this stays between us. No, I'm joking, but we'll never release this. <laughs> no, but uh, like, you know, the kind of bar is a lot higher for mm. women to kind of be accepted or acceptable. Um, mm. I think um, versus, and I don't know, I think men are obviously trying to change with the times and be more understanding. In fact, I think there's a lot of... The, the thing I would like to say on this podcast, which is going to come out, is, <laughs> is that like there's a lot of women who I know who want to cover their face, niqab, and their men are like, no, don't. So it's funny how the stereotype is oh, all women have to cover themselves for men and you know do as they're told and like actually the women are really like not doing anything I don't wear this for a man have no man um <laughs> you know you haven't mentioned that the, yeah I'm not, so I mean, available she's yet. not frustrated so at available. all <laughs> um, if this episode doesn't get you a man I don't know what more <laughs> oh really, like. God. I hope your guys are listening if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. 
For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It is interesting though, about how people people's perception of Islam, uh, but it's also of, of all uh, religions really, is that women are defined by the man that they keep company and with. And that's not happening at all. Mm. I know like a couple of women I've spoken to who were like, oh, my husband won't let me cover my face. And it's not, won't let me cover my face, but he doesn't want me to cover mm. it all. And it's not, they probably still could, obviously. No yeah, one sure. can police you in Tesco, but... A well, face mask, the that's a whole Tesco, other thing, right? Like, aren't we can. all covering our faces in one way or another? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of sex in the city, that. <laughs> yeah. I think the, the position that men are in is that they don't, they're, they're always wrong. You're mm. always going to get the blame. You know, you're going to try your best. And uh, we, women are very emotional, and especially when I have my period. And so if I'm looking for, a, you know, a scapegoat, we can find it. But like, I try not to, but I'm talking on a very general level mm. that I... I think men want to be down with it, but they don't always know how. And without that kind of care to, t- to talk to men, to include men, to help men, I don't know, to help ourselves, really, or all of us as a society, they can be left with just good intentions. Yeah, how can they know something they aren't told? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's a really interesting way of putting it. Uh, actually, this links quite nicely to a question that we ask everybody about male role models yeah. or men that you look up to. Who do you look up to as men? This is a really hard question because... People do always find it hard for various reasons. It's not, yeah. no, yeah. <laughs> it's not because there aren't any. It's just because, I don't know, I don't... I, okay, a lot of comedians I really like, and I talk about this in the book, like, you know, I guess Chris Rock is, is a real... Like, I think just because of the facts that he dropped in his specials, like, mm-hmm. Patrice O'Neill as well, like, he dropped a lot of facts. And just people who, who demystify things that society over makes over complex and mm. then makes me feel like I'm not mad. Just cause things that you feel. That's what comedians do, mm. right? They kind of name something that you can't see. And mm. I think that's been really helpful for me mm. um, because otherwise you always feel wrong, basically. Mm. So those people kind of like, you know, who put themselves above the parapet, those kind of guys. I like that. Someone who's eight, who's who's happy to speak on something that perhaps people don't speak on and try yeah. and offer uh, offer a simple way out It's what it. comedians are meant to do, or at least it's one of the things comedians are meant to do, but a lot of comedians b- believe they're doing that when they're actually just stating mm. really obvious things. The comedian that actually speaks truth yeah. with real insight is still quite a rare one, mm. I think. 
feel free not to answer this question if you don't want to. What's your relationship with your family been like since you kind of started talking so, so openly about sex and sexuality? They don't really know about it. Okay. I don't have a very good relationship with my family, though. Okay. So, um, but okay, yeah. The podcast is not helpful, Pat. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I feel like... Uh, with comedy, you're in pubs a lot and stuff, and mm. I don't think that isn't you know like I think that that would worry them a little mm. bit, and I just don't really we don't really have, unfortunately have a great relationship. Sorry. Good to know, but no, <laughs> it's just interesting because it's quite an intimate thing, and it's not just people who are uh, who who are Muslim. It's for anybody talking about sex, people get uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. If I publish a sex memoir, I don't think I'd be going around to my parents for a while. <laughs> yeah. but, like, your hackles go up, and like immediately yeah. talking about sex and thinking about your your close family knowing about that is quite an intense an intense thing sure yeah Uh, but especially with your background and everything yeah yeah i mean i don't even think that is the fact that it's sex i think it's because i'm not a doctor or something you know what i mean like (laughs) yeah maybe maybe sex doctor would be a a A good gynecologist (laughs) you get it sorted you'd be grand sex doctor might be a way that you can keep them happy and yourself (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) intersection of uh they don't. They, they, we 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 don't hate each other because of comedy or sex or anything like that. Yeah. I I I think it's important to kind of just be authentic. Yeah. And this feels like a whole like no pun intended, but a real big gap in the market. Yeah. And so I <laughs> we would have seen the pun until you said it. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, it really does. We don't hear these conversations. Yeah, yeah I just felt like it's, it is really relatable, and it just felt like really strange that nobody that we always were being seen very very one dimensionally and none of the Asian women or, or women in general I meet really fit a box like mm. that so yeah I don't think that it's deliberate mm. basically yeah, sure. it just feels like it's it's kind of long overdue agreed and for somebody who, who I'm somebody who is on the apps that's the only way I seem to be able to find people. You're not on them. How no. do you find dating not on I'm apps? not dating right now. I'm work. Sure. I, I just does podcasts and mentions it. Podcasts. I use, mentions yeah, I, this hasn't worked, Mark. So you'd think I'd learn by we now. We don't know if it, this one will work. We'll see <laughs> Actually, I get some very, very strange messages after like appearances where people have said that you're single or stuff like that. So right. I think when I do it, I, I act so deranged and like desperate <laughs> that people don't contact me. But when other people... <laughs> Not playing hard to get, if, are you? If you, could, <laughs> if you can go in media as a single woman and still not attract any creepy people, then yeah, you must be acting really weird. Yeah. <laughs> there's an awful lot of those creeps out there. You don't want those people, but it's better than nothing. It's just so like the I don't I don't it doesn't like I don't feel like I'm missing anything when you get those weird like you must get some weird oh, DMs. Yeah, does. You get some fucking weird ones, and yeah. it just doesn't do anything for you. The, the weirdest one is when I'm like, I saw you in Tesco. Huh? Yeah, and I'm like, oh, oh my great. god, that's too much. Okay, that's <laughs> a lot. I thought I, I I don't like the highs as well. It's like I do you get a lot. Of Highs. Yeah. What about dick pics? How do you feel about those? I um, put filters on. I don't know. <coughs> Paris filter to smooth it out a bit. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> sorry. What is it called? I don't know. They just don't come through. Oh, like the safe search filter. Yeah. yeah I, I thought you meant like, as in like, a video. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it would be a lot. She's yeah, not it touching would be up really the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your dick pic. I've made some adjustments in that. <laughs> I thought genuinely yeah. what I thought you were doing. <laughs> See how you like this That's version two of it. Adjust the aspect ratio on that one. Yeah. <laughs> a, any more notes? I'm happy to have another go at it. Do you? Would you send uh, Mark? You're married. Uh, no, I'm divorced. In fact. Okay. Uh, but not because of, of dick no, pics. No, of course. I should of say. course. No. Would I, well, I think I certainly wouldn't send an unsolicited one. No, because. It, but you're famous, so it would be a famous dick pic. Uh, yes, but I don't. I don't think famous, famous people have different is looking dick. I don't think the, the dick is fine. Yeah. Um, but I, I wouldn't consider it intrinsically attractive. But basically, I can't imagine a, a 
might well be wrong, of course, as a straight man, but I don't feel like a dick on its own uh, is that much of a... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course, yeah. The thing yeah. for me, going back to my FOMO, uh, not FOMO, but like <laughs> how... Okay, so that we were talking about porn and... Um, so it is very much for men, right? Because it's like, you get to see all of the women mm. and there's no, where is the dick? Mm. It's like, where's Willie? That's, where where you, like, where's Willie? Yeah. That's, where, that's where you do the female friendly section. Yeah. Because then you see more of the dick. Do you? Mm. They should maybe call the, the female friendly section, where's Willie? Because that would be brilliant. That would be really nice. <laughs> there's got to be a thing out there called there's where's Willie, surely. <laughs> there's, there's, no, there's no cock pun that's not been done, surely. But, but how do you feel about dick pics? So great question. Thanks for bringing it back. Um, <laughs> I wasn't trying to deflect that at all. <laughs> if, if, look, if I like the guy, send me what the hell you want. Mm. But if I don't know you, I don't want to, that's not the first thing that I right. want to be seeing. This is sort of what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like but weird. yours is a famous one, Mark. That's why I just want to rebut on that one. That. Rebut, like yeah? myself being famous rather than the dick specifically. I, I don't think my penis has not got much most independent women are like fame. me, just dick focused, so I suppose you're right. But like yeah. my DMs, every so often, someone will send a picture of an erection. And I'm like, yeah, I find that very peculiar. So I, I don't even know do what you Do you have like. a policy yeah. on that, Mike? Do you I, I just don't look. I just, I just delete them. Yeah, but do you have a policy on like, so you would not engage with that person again or would you forget and then re-engage? I, I don't tend to go into my message. I don't like dive into the message request very often. Yeah. When I do, I'll see it and I'll probably show the like, screenshot and show a friend and be like, this is weird, isn't it? But this is a person like, yeah, you don't know at all, right? This is like, someone's complete first stranger. Bit. Yeah, that does seem like, like a very long not, shot. Not even like a hello. Just But dick. then do you, <laughs> do you feel that they have like communication issues? Well, certainly. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel. I feel like I know that. To overlook them. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like your bar is quite low, Sajir. <laughs> You don't know how low. No, no, no I'm, get, I'm starting to get a picture of it. <laughs> maybe they're just struggling. No, maybe, maybe they're going through something and like, hopefully someone else can help them with that. <laughs> but like, I, don't th- I don't feel like it's my place. It, it does feel like a communication issue because if you went up to someone... I should reply with like, like better help or something. Yeah. Like, just like a link to a therapist. Be like, if, if you're struggling, darling, here you go. No, no, because once you start giving the free advice, you know, then they... Oh, no, I'm not going to give the advice. Yeah. I will give the contact details to someone who can give the advice. That's generous. Like, here's a discount code for betterhelp.com. <laughs> discount code. <laughs> 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 that's quite a good idea. So you give the dick pic a discount code. Yeah, that's And like, affiliate like, link and like. I'll start getting some money on it. <laughs> Lovely. In terms of ways you could brush off a dick pic, I think one the most crushing ones is just sending a link Therapy. to help. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a no then. <laughs> Before we disintegrate any further, perhaps we should la- ask the last question. People often think that if they don't really listen to it and they're interested in the other stuff that I do or that you do, people I think people dismiss mankind sometimes <laughs> mentally as being like too feelingsy and too but actually sometimes it's just horny as hell. And this is one of the biggest examples of that. Yes, let's get on to the final it's question. 102 <laughs> on a Tuesday. <laughs> I, I think we can guess what one of the three answers to this might be. But yeah, you, you I, ask it, Michael. Yeah. And I wonder whether she'll put it at the first or the, the last Thank quality. You. Yeah, there we go. Yes. Yeah. So the, the question is, what what three qualities would you uh, would you build into a person if you were a man or any person if you if you were I like building a person from scratch? Oh, of course you can have well, joke oh, ones. All the prep times we were in now. <laughs> yeah, well, you can if you want. You can have three serious ones and then and a sort of bonus one. dick. Yeah, yeah. So you want the sincerity? So we'll have both. Uh, let me just see what I put in my fucking. Uh, Sorry, I love that you guys. took notes, though. That's I brilliant. did, because I didn't want to forget. Okay, so... The note just says, dick, dick, dick. <laughs> it's a picture, actually. Yeah. So... <laughs> a sketch. <laughs> I have to look at it. It's like my screensaver. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> okay, so I feel like, uh, be honest about your insecurities. Mm, yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, that's because good. we all have them, and they pop in, pop up 
Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you pop up here and there. And I think what, like, I feel like if you're not preemptive about them, they can kind of catch you off guard and, like, you know, yeah, sure. create real problems. So try and deal with that. But it also means that the person that you're, wi- you're with or speaking to in any way is able to treat you with empathy and like they'll yes. not step on a landmine they don't know is there as well yeah so i feel like it's all all of my three advices it stems from like loving yourself somehow mm, okay. because it's like really hard to do that mm. and uh i think insecurities i don't know i think we can kind of get used to them or you know i don't know i just try and be honest about them mm-hmm. is that what i said yeah, yeah okay sure. yeah um this one that is a real important one leave the past in the past so uh, I know this isn't like making, making a human being, no, but it's like really hard. Like I feel like I would have loved it as a younger person to be told the importance of this so that you could stop lamenting on things mm. that aren't happening now or that have already happened that you can't do anything about. And so leaving that, and it's not to say you kind of never talk of it or that you know you don't learn from it or grow from it, but knowing that it's the past is the past. Mm. That's a really interesting point. And I also like it from behind, but no. (laughs) (laughs) It is important, though, to be able to acknowledge, but not dwell. Yes. And that's really, like... All of us are way down by past. And sugar is really bad. Really bad? Sugar is really bad. But it's nice. Yeah, I love sugar, but it's really bad. Yes. Right, an awareness of the danger of sugar. (laughs) I don't think we ever... (laughs) We ever thought we'd get that. Why is it that? Why is it? What's wrong with sugar? What's going on? What the fuck? This episode is like a fever dream. <laughs> should we? Should, should I sub that out? No, 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 no I, I, have I, I just want to know more. Just tell us a bit more about what you when, think. Uh, why did this come to, to mind? I yeah. feel like it's the only halal substance I'm allowed to abuse. <laughs> but if sure. I was going to abuse substances, I'd really pick something better. Sure. Okay. It's just bad for you. Okay. <laughs> you heard. You heard the one, Michael. <laughs> but I bake. Yeah, and I, I love. Say, I'll do you. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah this is what he was on the Bake Off. That was oh a long time ago. Yeah. But it's quite a crucial. I love yeah. sugar. It's really bad for you. A really lot of the things you. that you will love will be bad for you. What about like sweets that aren't? Yeah, like that. Those are sweets you can have without sugar. They're disgusting. They aren't they gross? Yeah. Like mishti are absolutely vile. What is mishti? Mishti like um like Indian milk sweets. Oh. Uh. Do you know that? Like, uh, love jamun, mulai, oh yeah, all that. So nice. They're gross. Barfie. For a minute, I thought you were getting Barfie's to agree nice. on something there. Barfie's I should have nice. bought for you some I like, sweets. Like, like oh. I, I don't mind barfi, but like it's um, it's when you've made like mawa with the uh-huh, with uh-huh. boiled down the milk right down to it's just the solids. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really sweet. It's like condensed milk, but like on acid. This doesn't normally happen um, in, the, in the bit about what courses you were building. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's like it's like re- it's like re- it's condensed milk, but solid. Yeah. So it's really sweet, but it's like so sweet. It's almost like. Oh, my mouth has got all cloying thinking about it. Is that good sugar? All sugar is good and bad. I don't know. Um, all sugar is good and bad. I there really you go. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, that was I don't like a mystic answer. I, I just really need some barfi now. I would like some barfi now as well. Coconut barfi is my... Chocolate barfi oh. or just almond, pistachio, mm-hmm. anything green. Mm. Do you like barfi? Have you tried it? Well, like fudgy. Yeah, I, th- I think it sounds a bit too sweet for me. It's Maybe. very sweet. My, I mean, taste it's very not sweet. that sweet. But mostly I'm just, I'm just trying to... Process your three answers, which are let the past go, <laughs> be honest about your insecurities, and be mindful of the danger of sugar. <laughs> which is, we think we've heard every answer to this the, question. These aren't the joke answers, by the way. These are the serious and ones. And this is before we even get on to, to Dick. <laughs> yeah. Where can people find you? <laughs> not on I'm the apps. Not on the, I'm on Instagram, uh, sure, which, which is, is Sadia underscore Asmats. And yeah, Twitter's dead, so I'm mm. kind of on there, but like, I really, yeah, I'm not here for the 
negativity and well, it's uh, how we reached out to each other yeah so absolutely so i'm glad that we did and uh yeah you can please pre-order my book oh i don't know when this is coming out so my book this will be coming bomb. out this be coming out in paper it'll be out in paperback when this comes out yeah, yeah so please um if you want to read sex bomb it's um you can get it anywhere all, all of your good and very bad bookshop <laughs> and where do people send you creepy messages is it instagram, instagram or do you have another be great <laughs> send them through send them through gosh thank you so much for coming thank, thank you, you Sarge. Yeah. <laughs> hope you get what you're looking for <laughs> <laughs> we told you it was going to be raunchy we told we told you we did tell you yeah, it was, um, well, I think it, it says something about, I guess, when even me and Michael are a bit uncomfortable at times, <laughs> but we, we were at times. <laughs> she was absolutely brilliant, though. Like, really, really refreshing conversation. And, like, I really enjoyed hearing a new viewpoint, I think, for the podcast. Yes, I haven't sent her any messages yet. <laughs> um, do buy her book, Sex Bob. It is absolutely brilliant. Yes, just out recently in paperback. Indeed. And if you uh, have a break from reading that book, feel free to just check out our social media at Mankind Podcast or email us at mankindpodcast at gmail.com or catch those bonus episodes and bonus bits on patreon.com forward stroke Mankind Podcast. That was lovely plugging, oh. Michael. And I suppose if you're interested in reading another book, I've got a book out soon, haven't I? It's, um, it's the... the uh, print version of the audiobook that I published a couple of years ago but it's quite a lot better now I have uh, substantially reworked it and it's now called Mortification Eight Deaths and Life After Them and that, the Eight Deaths bit was the original title of course. Eight that is now a subtitle there's a focus on lots of sevens in books have you noticed this recently? the seven uh, yeah. deaths of the seven wives of the seven. there's an awful lot of that yes why, did you, a... do, why did you do eight? Uh, so I, overachieving I just, I just like to <laughs> offer a bit more exactly yeah <laughs> Actually, I think it was it was ten deaths originally, like as in, in my original uh, my original design for the when it was an audio book, because that was just a, a nice round satisfying number. But two of the ideas I have for chapters just didn't carry enough emotional weight. So I think basically eight is what's left when I thought I had ten things to say. Two, you had ten, two died, and you were left with eight. Exactly, sure. yeah. And I think a lot of books could do with having had a <laughs> proportion of the content pruned before uh, they came out. Anyway, that's out. It's not out till August, but you could certainly pre-order it now. And if you're tired of having things coming in through your eyes, we've got a podcast coming into your ears called Sticky Bun Boys, which comes out every Friday with me and my friend David reviewing old episodes of Bake Off and new ones when they come out, but it does not any at the moment. So that's your eyes and ears. Eyes and we ears. haven't got much for the nose, have we? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll work on the fragrance, I guess, when, when, uh, <laughs> when we've got a bit more time. <laughs> we'll tickle those olfactory fantasies of yours in the future. Uh, have a nice week. Yeah, that was nice. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.